0: Hello and welcome to This Is A Token with Alex Monroe, the podcast that celebrates all things jewellery. I've spent half a lifetime designing and making jewellery, but what really interests me is what it means to other people. This is a podcast where we ask our guests about the jewellery they cherish most of all. We'll explore the moving, fascinating and often surprising stories connected to each piece, and those emotional bonds that we just can't do without. My guest today is the actor Olivia Colman. I first met Olivia when I was lucky enough to sneak backstage after a brilliant play she was in with my old friend Olivia Williams. The play was called Mosquitoes, and she was as charming and generous as you'd expect. But of course I've known about Olivia for much longer. We've made bits and bobs of jewellery for her over the years and like so many of us I've long been a fan of Peep Show and Broadchurch and The Night Manager and actually my personal favourite is Flowers where she plays Deborah Flowers in this really weird and dark comedy if you haven't watched it already I really recommend you give it a go I think Tyrannosaur was the first time I saw Olivia in something that was perhaps a bit more serious and heavy going but more recently it's all been about the queens of course Queen Anne in The Favourite and the Queen Queen in The Crown. And she's got an Oscar. So it's with tremendous pleasure that I welcome Olivia to This Is A Token. So, welcome to my podcast, Olivia. Thank you. And thank you so much for coming and you're bringing your gorgeous dogs. Yes,
1: our and pockets are here.
0: Which has brought joy to my heart, because I was telling you, well, it's is a lovely way to cheer you up as you, as you arrived. But my lovely old dog, my border collie, died oh, about a week and a half ago, and so I kind of crave dogs. And so, we'll be oh, hugging the dogs plenty. Yes, do you? And you, you might not be able to take them both back with you, or we might keep on. <laughs> <laughs> but... Um, Nice to bring dogs and thank you so much for coming. You sound busy at the moment.
1: Yeah, I have a problem with saying no to things. I <laughs>
0: <laughs> worked in my face. <laughs> <phone, didn't it? laughs>
1: During both lockdowns, I've said yes to lots of videos of support and charity things. So yeah. I'm less filming busy, but if I am. What can I do to help,
0: busy? Do you have to do all the like promo stuff for the crown? Because that's know, finished.
1: We've done that. Now. That's all She's done. So really, yeah.
0: Okay, we've only just started um, watching it. What from the beginning? Well, so we've jumped in in this current series ah, with you, and yeah. we're absolutely loving it. Politically, I'm a Republican. I'm the same. But it's such great it's drama. Great. It's the, a gripping story. I know.
1: And it's just human beings in an extraordinary situation, and that's always going to be interesting.
0: You can be a Republican or, or not a great supporter of the Royal Family and still have huge admiration for the actual people
1: yeah and as the decades go by they're less and less sort of
0: up for it I think yeah <laughs> Just yeah me, yeah <laughs> you know,
1: having no idea but they're in this role that they didn't choose and yeah I sort of think well god I wouldn't want it somebody said to me the other day I really want to watch it, but my family are all Republicans and so it doesn't, it's not going to turn you. It's weird. Yeah. it's a great drama. Yeah. You go, ooh, what happened next? It and I
0: think as a Republican, it's really quite important that you do. If you're going to
1: feel strongly about something, you really need to know everything on the other side. Yeah. In all situations. And yeah. so, probably hopeful.
0: <laughs> I'm like a real tart Republican Well, I say I'm a Republican, but if um, Princess Anne is kind enough to come and open a building, I'm so grateful, and and she does it, and it's great for business, and I'm fascinated in it all. But I just think I'm fascinated
1: by it. I wouldn't want to place humans in that position. So that, in that respect,
0: I'm kind of quite anti-snobbery, and the idea that you could be born into something and you have some sort of rights. Yes, no, just the general principle in society.
1: The real deal, the real ones, are actually probably the least snobby of. Yeah. Anybody you meet, over, over this process of just finding out what the Queen has to do, I have to say I've slightly fallen in love with her. I think
0: she's... Yeah. Have you met her? But, sort of. I couldn't say meet. but you, you've... I've shaken her hat. Did you get... Have you got a, a gongy type thing? An, in, yeah, an honour. An honour, OK. Yes. So, and did you meet the Queen for that? Or, Princess or, or, Anne. I think she's super. Agey. As long as you she's get amazing. her name right and, and do done... <laughs> all the wrong things, get shot She's by. just
1: quietly done so much for people... I think they are an amazing bunch of people. I, th- yeah. I think it's weird to, to put humans in that position, but yeah. yeah, I do admire them.
0: I mean, I guess I'll have to go back a couple of series or something, but... Um,
1: Claire Foy and Max Messy did one and two are amazing, I think. And also because it's more like a historical piece.
0: I met Princess Margaret a couple of times. Did you really? And um, she can be a bit spiky, can't she? Yes, I, I think, think. yeah. And it was brilliant because I was a, a posh... Oh, I um A posh... Wedding anniversary. And because my name's Monroe, when you go in, you have to queue up and pick up the cards from the table. And the M was next to Margaret. And I reached in to get my card, and my hand was sort of batted to one side. And, and then she grabbed hers. I was like, oh, blimey. So that was, I mean, I say meta. She slapped me once, but on the rest of her for, for being too cheeky. Um, and so... And also, I've spent quite a lot of time in Buckingham Palace, so I love all that kind of stuff. Wow, it's a crazy world, isn't it? It
1: is amazing. I loved doing it. We got totally spoiled. We were in beautiful places. One of the greatest privileges is of my job is filming in amazing places. It does look amazing.
0: But is, aren't you like outside in the rain most? I just yeah. imagine you standing on a moor in the driving drizzle. Well, we only
1: did. I was only in Scotland, I think, for two weeks.
0: Okay, I think I must have emailed you or something and you said, you know, sorry, I'm in Scotland or something, so I just assumed you were there for loads of time. Yeah,
1: no, only for two weeks and then the rest of the crew cast went on to Wick for another week. Yeah, okay. Um, I never really go away from home.
0: Yeah. I don't like it.
1: Um, So I was there for two weeks, but I came home in the middle.
0: I'm with you. Your kids are much younger than mine because mine are all sort of leaving the nest. But um, (laughs) when they were little, I had to work a lot abroad and I just resented it. And also... I just felt a bit sad, you know, sitting in a hotel room on my own, when Denise was doing bath time and stories and stuff. Was just like,
1: oh bless (laughs) me! I know exactly. (laughs) Now they won't
0: bugger off, so you know, I'm glad I did, like, Uh, yeah, seize what. uh, Well, that's it. It
1: goes so quickly, and I'm pleased I've been there. I had to go away in October between the lockdowns. I was away for a month, and that's the longest, twice as long as I've ever been away before in 26 years.
0: Are you good on your own?
1: No, awful oh, my, my lovely agent's had to quarantine She said, you've got to quarantine um, When you get there, you won't cope So I'll come with you
0: <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> So sweet That's so sweet Because quite often agent, I'm you? like on my own own And um, I think I'd be quite good If I was sort of cast away on a desert island But in a hotel in the city Oh no I'm not really good at eating on my own in a restaurant, no. I don't know how you do things, so I just sit in my hotel room with a... Oh my God, I can't bear <laughs> that... it. I and think you I... sound
1: exactly the same as me. I
0: think my travelling my traveling on my own days are sort of over now, so that's good. This is a weird thing and a difficult subject, I think, but you are famous now. Your face is known. It must be difficult for you now because you're recognised, and that would be... It's almost one of my greatest fears mm. because I'm quite a private person and in some ways I'm, I like showing off. I mean, I'm doing this podcast because I want to talk to people. And yeah. But that's about my work. It's yeah. not about me personally. And, you've and got it's your hard dogs. to
1: explain that to people.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's different. It is different. If you feel like it, can you take your dogs for a lovely walk in the park?
1: I'm a homebody. I actually am. Leaving my front door is something I don't like doing anymore. And
0: Is that because of the fame thing? Yes. And That's a new thing?
1: yes. Because although I've always been a bit shy, being able to meet a new person and and seeing eye to eye and having a nice chat is one of the most beautiful things human beings can do. Yeah. I love that. I love meeting people. But if it's on an equal footing and now I feel like, oh, in the park, I don't know everyone's faces and they know my face and most people are gentle and respectful but sometimes you know you find someone taking a photograph of you or... yeah
0: i think that must be really difficult because as you get a bit older it's quite hard to make uh friendships so i tend to have mm-hmm. fewer friends but good friends yeah and something that i love about dog walking is that there's a community there
1: yeah
0: and you and can if... sort of say good morning to people and if frank isn't in the park you'll go oh where's frank today yeah. and and you kind of actually know people by their dogs. And if you yeah. love dogs, it's just nice to meet all the dogs yeah. and things. So if something sort of took away that way that I can escape and have sort of nice casual social contact, yeah. I think I'd really miss it.
1: I was filming in Greece recently and could say good morning to everybody because yeah. a lot of the Islanders, particularly the older generation, didn't have a clue who I was. And that was really blissful yeah. and something I realised I'd missed. But um, I can't really do that. Here.
0: A few years ago, I wrote a book. I was very aware that, if you write a book, suddenly you become public property and people can write all sorts of awful and things about you on and your comment and, and be really nasty and stuff. Yeah. The nice thing about jewellery is you can make some jewellery. If someone doesn't like it, they don't care particularly. I can work and I don't tend to get lots of yeah. horrible comments, but I think things like writing and acting and presenting, mm. sort of suddenly you seem to become public property where everyone feels they can comment on you and yeah. take photographs of you and it's like well that's weird they didn't do that it's so
1: weird and like i, I think if profession? you really pulled someone up on it and said what are you doing i'm a human being if i took a photo of you and didn't tell you where i was going to take it how would you feel about that i think they suddenly go oh oh i hadn't thought it through and that's the problem yeah. they don't consider you to be the same as them yeah and um i do protect myself by not really going out probably isn't very healthy. (laughs) And I don't have any social media and I try to read nothing because I've learnt. Yeah. It just hurts. You can be sent to bed for three days crying because someone you don't know has been vile about you. It's
0: horrible. It's so weird.
1: It's bullying in the most cowardly way.
0: Something that I feel very grateful about. You can do well in my profession and people are very aware that what they like is your work. It's lovely because I can get um, appreciation for my work and be completely anonymous as yeah. well. Um, and it, that would slightly terrify me with them. Yeah. And the problem with acting, of course, is that the, the more you grow in your field, the better known you get. And so what are you going to Although, do? Not take a great role? Exactly. You know,
1: I love my work. I really do. So I am trying to tell myself this is the the unfortunate you know other side of the coin to it I, I love my work I love the people I meet I'm, I'm really lucky and so as long as I protect myself from the other side of it I'm all right
0: Sorry. So We've got some jewellery, so we're going yes, to look yeah. at the jewellery. Okay. So the first thing we're going to look at is a lovely wedding and engagement ring. Yes. And I will do my best at describing. Wedding ring is classic, D-shaped, I'm saying platinum. White gold. White gold. You see, the jeweller <laughs> always gets it wrong. <laughs> I've actually bought my loop and I could have looked. If I hadn't been bothered, I would have oh looked at the hallmark. And it's a nice chunky... It's got a
1: little diamond inside it. See. Oh, so you do Let's need your that. little special spyglass.
0: That's it a cool thing. That's really nice. Oh, and it's got engraving yeah. in it. How sweet. Okay, so that is a sweet ring. Oh, that's really nice. I love that secret little
1: Yes, it, that's what I love about it. Is It's a secret, and the edge ring has the same...
0: I'm not gonna read the engraving because I feel like it's a secret and, yeah. and we don't want it to be public. Thank you, I'll tell you after. <laughs> yeah, <exactly. laughs> um, and then a lovely engagement ring, which is two really smashing, sparkly diamonds. Again, it's on quite a chunky white gold band. And the stone in the middle? Aquamarine. is a nice aquamarine, isn't it? Yeah. You could do the clean, yeah. Yes. You know, what, you know what you can, if you ever wanted to, is you could just get some warm soapy water and an old toothbrush. And you can just yeah. give it a little, you know. I did that fairly bit. recently,
1: but I think I wear them all the time. So,
0: well, the thing with me with is everything. that everything we make and give to people is brand new, so it's always like absolutely clean. And then, whenever I see an I go, Oh, gosh, I've got to clean it up. <laughs> that's really nice. That's a super piece. Were these made especially for you, or yeah. and who oh, buy and and well, I drew the, what but,
1: I wanted on an envelope. So, uh, a friend called Jason, who I've lost touch with, but at the time when we got married, he was going out. Why did he stop going out with her? A lovely girl called Diana, who was a diamond broker, amongst other things. And she yeah. got us the diamonds at sort of cost price. Yeah. And Ed had found the aqua because it was my favourite stone when he was travelling. I think he'd gone to visit his dad in Thailand. Yeah. Found that ring. And then Jason put them all together for us. And Jason put the little diamond in the wedding ring as a surprise. Oh. One for me and one for Ed. That's so cute. Diana's no longer with us, so... Who so, so got the diamonds.
0: It's interesting that most of the diamond dealers that I've known have been men. It's been, it's quite a, a reasonably sort of blokey world. Um, yeah. Diamond dealing.
1: She did all sorts of things. She was quite a. And what you're doing? And then she go, oh, I've finished that and doing something else. She was oh acting. yeah, one of those sort of people. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! One of the reasons why I quite like actors because basically that's all they can do. And, <laughs> yeah. and, and Generally they they act their whole lives and and because I feel a bit boring sometimes because all I can do is make jewelry. Put-
1: well oh, I can't do anything else If acting work dries up I'm totally screwed yes. Terrible secretary
0: Terrible waitress Well it's not going to It's just getting better and better Isn't it? No you never know <laughs> We'll start at the beginning So Okay Because you were brought up in Norfolk Yeah And you went to A similar sort of school as mine I went to the boys version In Ipswich <laughs> in Suffolk Yeah and um, you went to the girls' version, and we were just chatting earlier. There was a boys' school there as well. We were you either side of a park or something like that? Because the no. church, we were either side of the park. We'd oh, really? Well, that's meet the temptation. Yeah, yeah. It was really exciting.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, no, the boys' school was a bit of a walk away on the other side of Norwich. And um, awesome.
0: I know. Did you have like dances or you know?
1: Well, the some type of school plays, we'd you know. Oh, We didn't even do that.
0: I, I always used boring. to play. Used <laughs> <I always laughs> to play the woman because we, we we were just. Single gender acting as well. Actually,
1: I remember my brother doing a school play and he played the girl. Yeah. Because he had great legs.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I had great legs. It's just, it's just really like doing it. Um uh,
1: But they did all, we had a swimming pool at my school and the boys would come and swim. And we were, the girls were awful. We would sort of pretend to have, we had to be outside the swimming pool for some reason. <laughs>
0: to watch the boys go in. You must have been quite brainy because you went to Cambridge. Right? Oh no, this is a
1: misconception. So okay. I, I believe the college now is fully part of the university. I went to the teacher training college and I got barely any A levels. And you didn't matriculate. You weren't part of the university until the third year.
0: Okay. So it, but it was looks very good on then. The TV you but I, your CV because you can pretend you're Honestly,
1: I don't know how many times that you went <laughs> to Cambridge. No, and I've explained every time, but every time.
0: Well, my, it's written down as my brother said yes I, he went to Oxford and he did he was at the Polytechnic so yeah. he's like so everyone <laughs> sort of I'm <laughs> embarrassed to say <laughs> yeah I went
1: to Cambridge so I always explain it very okay, clear yeah, yeah. but um, right. I wasn't
0: but you met Ed in yeah. Cambridge so, yeah, he is very clever <laughs> but this is this is such a lovely love story because you met when you were really young 20 right? yeah That's so sweet. Yeah, it's sweet. Because I think a lot of people will have fallen madly in love when they were at uni or when they were younger. But it might not have been the right time for both people. And so things might not have, you know, survived that long. But you guys have survived that long. And now you're married and you've got kids. It's just so sweet. You're going out together for a while. How long did it take? To decide you're getting married, and was it, and how what was the story yeah. around the so, getting married? And, and I
1: knew that Ed was the one for me from the second I saw him. What did Ed say? He hadn't <laughs> noticed me at all. Oh. I, I know. I did some proper stalking, which I I don't condone. <laughs> but uh, oh my gosh, you
0: know, that was how I I could, I could only get a girlfriend. I mean, it would be illegal now. The only way I could get a girlfriend was to wear them down. I knew that right from the start. <laughs> exactly what
1: I did. <laughs> yeah, with Ed, that's what oh. I did. And I memorised his timetable and turned up outside the lectures he was meant to be going to, but he never went to, and found what music he liked, learnt the lyrics. Oh God,
0: I don't know. this is just, this is my story, this is my life. It's sad, it's sad isn't it?
1: <laughs> I knew I was the right one for him, and I, and I knew I'd make him happy. Yeah, so you
0: knew it was good, for, it was going to be good for him, and yes. so you were doing it entirely for his own benefit. Exactly, I understand that. and
1: he does still go, well done for persevering, I'm so pleased you did. <laughs>
0: So obviously you were going out together for a long time before. Seven
1: years seven And years. I i think I said let's get married About every weekend for seven years And he went <laughs> and changed the subject Wore him down <laughs> <laughs> And then finally I think because I'd stopped asking He thought well now I can surprise her Yeah and he got me a ring from a market stall that was a t- bit too big for my thumb. Yeah. Just as a sort of temporary...
0: As a finger holder. Yeah, finger <laughs> that's holder. That's what I think... I don't know if that's an American thing. I think that's what they call them, finger holders, yeah. Oh,
1: was nice. Like a placeholder, finger yeah, holder. Yeah,
0: exactly. did he surprise you? Or, no.
1: Or? We wanted to have a little holiday. Couldn't afford a holiday. And then suddenly my dad said, I've paid for flights to go to France. And I know someone who's got a little sort of cottage... In front of bungalows, yeah. And um, uh, we went, oh, okay, that's nice. And he hired a car or something. And then my mum came in in the morning. <laughs> Dad had booked all this stuff for us, and mum came in, woke us up, and went, "Your father's having an affair." And we went, "What?" He said, because he's he's covering himself. his guilt feels guilty about something <laughs> because he booked flights for us. And and that was only when we were on holiday. That Ed had to explain, oh, God, because I did the old-fashioned thing and I asked your dad's hand. So mum thought, why is he being so nice? Because Ed said, please don't tell Connie's yeah. mum, Livia's mum, until we're away. Because she'd burst into tears and give it away.
0: Yeah.
1: And so he told her. And she went, ah, that's what you were hiding. I thought, <laughs> I thought you had <laughs> she fair. just jumped to the most ridiculous <laughs>
0: conclusion. So why is he
1: being so nice? He must be covering something. Anyway, so we got to France, and as soon as we got there, Mum managed to phone a neighbour or something, and they said, oh, "Your Mezzo wants to know if you are alive." Oh, yeah, we're fine, and they're just going, "Fuck's sake!" So, She's so it. everyone knew
0: everyone everyone, everyone in France, everyone in everyone in knew. Norfolk knew. My mum
1: was so excited,
0: and they were all acting weird, and they're just
1: thinking, "Oh, they're going to give it away." <laughs> and then he cooked something lovely, and the little place we were in, a little bungalow, only had one camping stove. And, yeah. uh, but he wanted to cook something lovely And then I said Oh I'm going to get some more And I went and get, got some more And there was something in the way On, on the, my place when I came back And I shoved it aside with my elbow And sat down And he went Oh there was an eight no, he, no, there, no There was something there For you I went Oh Oh sorry And opened it And it was this Sort of in That five quid ring And I went That's nice Poops Thanks ever so much Put it on Carried on eating And he went Oh I was hoping to be able to do it without actually Come saying on. the words. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. So then he did ask, And I was actually quite shocked. And then we were both felt very sort of weirdly polite with each other for about three months. Because this enormous thing had happened that I thought wasn't going to happen. And it was,
0: yeah. That's so sweet. We get so many stories at work with these sweet young men who are sort of planning these amazing trips. Just like that. And they've told the so-and-so and they're hiring a car and they've got a place. And it's really heartbreaking and every time I hear these stories, I just feel wretched because... What did with, you do? Well, me and Denise, um, her mum died and left her hardly any money, you know, a few thousand mm. pounds. And she said, I want to spend this on getting married. And I was like, bugger off, we could get a new car with that. And <laughs> she was like, no, I really want to get married. And, and then... And then we had a kid, and she was like, "Come on, we should get married." And I was like, "Oh, really?" And then in the end, I, I sort of agreed, and it sort of happened. And, and we didn't have any money, so I made a really crappy ring with a fake stone in the and stuff. And what I didn't realise is you can only do this once, and and you can't go back and redo it. And, yeah, yeah. And I really, I really feel awful that
1: you could go back and redo it.
0: Well, you never <gasps> know. You I might, happen. you know, anything could happen. How <laughs> exciting. Renew you our vow as well You'll have to wait
1: Don't tell that And make her a really amazing ring
0: It's a nice idea actually Isn't it?
1: Don't take her somewhere beautiful but I do regret that And engrave inside it
0: I don't even know If she's got the, the original crappy ring That I made Have a rummage I Must do that oh. Yeah and then I can Wipe clean all my guilt Yeah so, sweet. so Ed sounds like a really nice guy he and a sweet is. guy, He's and properly shows that he cares and he plans and he wants to do it. And so he gave you it's the busy. the um, oh, I've got <laughs> tissues, I because you're a crier. I'm
1: a crier. So look, oh, how <laughs> did you know?
0: <laughs> oh no, oh, Thank <laughs> you. I got them ready. <laughs> and we tidied up before you came? Oh, nice. <laughs> oh, that's so good because um, you don't often hear of these lovely romantic stories that when you're that age, when you start out so young, and it yeah. all kind of, the little fairy tale comes through. It's really sweet. I'm it's just
1: lucky actually. it fell into place. <laughs> 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 What's weird? We've never had a fight, which is p- quite peculiar.
0: Okay. Well, yeah, <laughs> okay. I'm just thinking. <laughs> weird. God, me and I know these. it's weird. We're like... It's much healthier. We're like baseball bats at dawn half the time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you've never, what, never even...
1: No, um, no. That's well, great. Is it?
0: My best friend, and I don't know why he's my best friend, other than the fact that he's lovely and I love him, is (laughs) Lloyd. And he's a theatre actor. And he's married to Sonia. And they're just, like, bloody loved-up couple... Like oh. They hold hands under the table when you have them around for dinner and things. Oh. Which is all very well, but it just makes me into it's this. annoying. <laughs> look at each other and go, well, well, I'm, I'm going to help. why don't you do that to me? And she's going, why do you do And we, we, we leave sort of being grumpy with each other. Oh, Lloyd maybe. is not only my best friend, but he's also my um, counsellor. And he just knows things and people emotions. And emotions. are our business, I suppose. Yeah. yeah, and I just think it's it's such a great asset to have. And so maybe that well, helps you. a writer.
1: You. I mean, the only times I think we have ratty moments is when... He's really trying to work on something and, you know, he's trying to work it out in his head. And that's when you have to say it out loud, you know, when he's a bit quiet.
0: Well, I was quite interested in that because um, I wonder if part of going to a public school in Suffolk, in those days, with all single gender, and coming from quite nice middle-class family and middle-class parents, I sort of learnt to bottle a lot of my emotions up and not talk that much. And I think that may be why I became a jeweller because... Quite often, I can express something quite soppy or, or you know, deep emotions through making something or drawing something. You know, so I found another way to let out those emotions. Yeah, everyone but needs an out. As an yeah. actor, you know, you're you're yeah. doing that every day, and you seem to be almost like the opposite. Like your emotions are very obvious and on the surface. Yeah. Which I thought was reasonably unusual for a sort of quite a posh upbringing. You know, so when you're playing the Queen, for example, yeah. presumably you have to play keeping a lid on everything yeah that the was time. hard
1: yeah there was one well when you get to it you haven't got there yet so you started at the beginning oh I
0: don't mind a bit of a spoiler well. I
1: won't tell you but they did um Abavan do you remember the awful
0: well my neighbor and I'm hoping to podcast him soon is Jeremy Bowen he's a BBC Middle East correspondent and uh, his dad was a lovely old boy was the first reporter on the scene he was a lovely Welshman and I'm just going to explain for our listener if they're not aware there's um An awful accident in um, Wales where a kind of slag heap from the mines slipped down and and crushed a a primary school. It's too awful. You have to look it up to learn about it because it's something that you should know about. I know.
1: Well, I didn't know about it, so I think it's wrong that that should be forgotten. So I'm very pleased that they decided to tell that story. Season three, so you're aware. Right. Right. But um, I couldn't cope with it And so they had to give me an earpiece To listen to the shipping news So that I could switch off And not oh my gosh. listen to anyone talking about it Or So I was going south at zero North at zero, further middling Just trying desperately to not register The upset in people's faces I suppose that's
0: that's quite a problem when you're acting yeah. Is that if your emotions are on the surface all the time It's really hard to act to do the, the opposite Whereas if, if your emotions aren't on the surface You can at least learn to act emotions so it's, you, you've got yeah. it the hardest way around it, <laughs> um, I'm going to go back oh, to yes. the to the jewellery so, so you had your little have you still got the, the, the finger saver I,
1: I don't I never knowingly throw it away but I cannot find it's it somewhere, yeah. it's somewhere down the back of her so that's that's my dog Connie
0: must be coming in oh. I wonder what the time is
1: so he's now decided it's his home
0: George. who are you barking at you dog well, six, you're barking at Connie good boy
1: barking a little treat Collie, close there, oh, let's Hi, hey, I'm Collie. Hi, hey, Collie, it's so
0: lovely to meet you. My nickname's Collie, is it? Yeah. Coley Coley. Yeah. yeah. Would you like a top-up of tea, Olivia? Because I would. Yes. Can you top the pot up yeah, yeah. and, and oh, do a top-up of Thank top-up. you. Um, oh, my gosh, dogs have gone mad. <laughs> I'm going to say, just to our listener, if they're still listening, apologies, but we have now got three dogs running around the place, so this is a bit of a madhouse. So um, but You will hear... Sure. Barking and <laughs> growling and <laughs> paws on African. the floors. African. It's nice <laughs> having lots of paws around. Come on, man! Shut the door for a minute. African. you go out. out. go out. Yeah. So Connie, bless her, has um, anorexia. So after A-level, she tried to go to university, but then she was for a, a long time in a hospital. So, uh, so I do. That's my kind of thing. It's mental health um, things. Um so probably we to need really. a drop of milk? I was just I was just saying that you've. That you've had a tough old time of it, Con. I hope you don't mind me saying. No, that's fine. And, that's um, why I'm here. When yeah. everyone else yes, has been you. off at uni, um, Connie's been kind of battling away. With You're
1: sort of winning because it turns out uni this year is a shit one. <laughs> <I know. laughs>
0: <laughs> it's mm. probably been about eight or nine years that I've been in and out of various places. Yeah, but I think I rushed into uni too quickly. You
1: went like, to the right place yeah. to go. But I think yeah. I just
0: was like so excited to move out and. Yeah. Uh, Um, But it was all right because when I was at university, I got
1: blue. I think they're wonderful things to have around when you're going through something. Yeah, she has been a lifesaver. I love dogs. He is such a sweet boy. This one, he just is quite anxious. I don't know why. Yeah, he's always but when anyone comes to our
0: house, he sort of sits.
1: Oh, and I don't know. He's just a naturally anxious boy, aren't you? How old is he? He's nine.
0: I'm. I'm almost ready to start talking about oh, a, okay, a new I'm, no okay. no I was going <laughs> to say I was going to say to start talking about a, a new puppy Um, We're going to go back. So, the kind of finger holder ring is hopefully not lost, but it's just you just don't know know where it is at the moment. It's
1: temporarily misplaced.
0: Yes, temporarily (laughs) misplaced. And then, how did this ring? come about because you were bound to say yes there was no oh, need definitely. to wait to
1: but <laughs> i think he, he was too nervous to choose one you know yeah nice on his own yeah and as the years has gone by I'd, I'd probably pick something quite different now but at the time i just wanted a classic um but that is classic
0: and that's timeless and, and that mm. looked lovely on your hand and it's going to look lovely forever and so i don't I think, think you cause... could have done any better than that could you
1: oh well done saying all the
0: right things i mean you No, i love it you know, this is something you're going to need to wear no, forever, and um, and you you know you'll be wearing it when you're when yeah. you're in your eighties.
1: Yes, and because it's classic, I suppose some friends have done very modern ones that they were so amazing at the time. And they, there's going to be a patch where they sort of don't quite yeah. fit, and then they'll become amazing again. Yeah,
0: and the two rings go beautifully together.
1: Yeah, and also we were pretty strapped for cash, and a lovely friend of ours made them and we managed it, to get them. It,
0: you cheap. know, this, is, this isn't as strapped for cash oh, as I was, because poor old Denise's is really a piece of, jewelry, a of worthless. I mean, mm. they are super diamonds. They've got a lovely glint to them. Yeah. I suppose, you know, having done all this queenie stuff, you're used to putting on these... gripping <laughs> <grapings>. rocks. Because <laughs> some of those diamonds, like the ones in the actual real crown are yeah. uh, sort of, I don't know, hundreds of carats or something. I think the one in the crown is the second biggest diamond. Is that the
1: one, is it called the Nure diamond? Or is that the, not the one in the crown, it's a different one?
0: It was know. a big gold rock of a diamond from, from South Africa was given and then cut up. That's right. The biggest ones in the and I think right. that's the biggest diamond in the world there is a guy who's the crown jeweller. Who that should be you. Actually, I, well, except for I'm a bit rubbish.
1: I can make... <laughs> oh, my God.
0: Like, I can make a little dog in small, but I'm not 100% sure if something's a diamond or a nice piece of sparkly glass. What I was fascinated about is the reason that there's a crown jeweller is that at the opening of Parliament in 1845, the Duke of Argyle was carrying the crown... Before the Queen, and he slipped it off the cushion, and it smashed on the ground. And Queen Victoria said it was all crushed and squashed like a pudding that had sat down. Oh no! Imagine that! Imagine being that guy. Like oh, sorry. It just squashed because it weighs. I mean, it's a heavy thing. It's like one and a half kilos or something. It weighs a lot, and he dropped it as they were walking down for the opening of Parliament. Since then,
1: tied on the cushion with a ribbon or something. Well, maybe they do now. Yeah, (laughs) they worked there.
0: I think that guy would have been me. I can see me doing that. Like, that's a really arty thing sorry. to do. It's like, oh, God. Sorry. And then it wouldn't have fitted on her head because it would have all been squished. And but, So now they have a crown jeweller, which I just thought would be such a fantastic job. But the guy at the moment is is a, is a nice guy. And he looks after all, but I think I'd be too scared. I think it's
1: quite a responsibility, isn't it?
0: Yeah. And some of the stones, like in the crown, there's that Black Prince's ruby. What does that mean? It was given to the Black Prince. It's a, it's a cabochon, so it's a sort of odd-shaped, rounded ruby that's in the front. And it's from, from, I don't know, I haven't got the date yet, but it's from God I don't know when. It's from ages ago. And it's got such a lot of royal sort of history in it that I'd just be really scared.
1: Yeah, no. We didn't have real ones on the crown, obviously. They wouldn't have letters anywhere near the real ones.
0: We're we're digressing. So that's lovely. And I'm really glad that we've got a really romantic love story in some jewellery, because that's what I was missing and for me that's kind of one of the major things about jewellery and I think when you're long gone hopefully your children and grandchildren will tell the love story between you and Ed and that will be the way that you sort of tie people in because um, a lot of people that I come across have jewellery and the jewellery is the link through to other people so and that's what I wanted to explore in this podcast is how jewellery can connect you to people so I think that often we need objects as a sort of physical manifestation to connect us to these intangible things what I do in my life is I make something to celebrate a 21st birthday or a birth of a child or or a wedding or whatever it is and it's the physical object that then Is almost like a magic portal that that will take you through. So say if you're working away for a month or something like that, and if you're feeling lonely, do you fiddle with them?
1: Yes. And also, on set, if my character wouldn't have this type of wedding ring, I hate taking them off. So I'll either ask for a chain so I can wear them in my costume, but on a necklace, or a safety pin to a bag or I ask the wardrobe people if they've got the same size fingers to wear them and they feel safe.
0: And... I, I'm really interested in that because so often people put something on a chain around their neck and yeah. there is something about jewellery worn against your skin and it, it is that contact. My granddad in a yeah. little stool. Yeah. It's an object which mm-hmm. is nice mm-hmm. but it's not the same as jewellery because jewellery you're wearing and so yeah. when you're in your hotel room or whatever you can sort of touch it and feel yeah. it. Yeah, it's always with you. Yeah. yeah. It's interestingly actors and sports people who have to take their jewellery off for their work yeah. and that's a problem sports women who get married have to put their jewellery in a locker and then go out and it's like so it's... distracting because it's you know you don't know how safe it is You yeah can't, um... well
1: that's why I often ask someone to wear it for me hmm. on set who I know yeah um, and even if I forget to collect them at the end of the day they go home and, go <gasps> and I know that doesn't it, do anything to...
0: isn't it funny isn't it lovely anyway that's super that's such a yeah. nice love story and can I can I meet Ed sometime because oh he, oh, he just sounds oh, like a poppet you've
1: got to come round
0: Um, what's the next piece that we're going to that's look That's the next one I love this
1: Pearls Which is not in fashion It might be coming back <laughs> I
0: love it I'm going yeah. to describe it It's a string of pearls And they're graduated. What's the word?
1: Graduated Graduated yeah. Thanks. Or, oh, yeah.
0: well, well you know what I, you know what I mean they're, they're bigger in the middle Than they are at each end yeah. It's a lovely string it's, it's probably a 16, 18 inch string There's a really nice catch That's got a bit of sparkle to it Round the back and it's a completely traditional, gorgeous string of pearls, which is my kind of thing. It's kind of timeless piece. You're quite right. It's not fashionable now. At the moment, no. <laughs> but I love it. So will you will you tell us about this piece, please? This,
1: I did Iron Lady with Meryl Streep, and I played her daughter. So these are the pearls that Meryl wore in the film. And at the end of the film, the producers, I think, sent me this and said, we were just going through things. They belong to your mummy, as in Meryl Streep. Yeah. And uh, I think you should have them, which oh, is perfect. so sweet. So it was sort of passing down, although imaginary mummy and daughter, but still I've kept them and obviously we're not going to get rid of them. It's was, it was that, a lovely story to have. I them,
0: think actually. that's lovely. And what is really amusing is now you're playing the Queen yes. who is acting against a brilliant Margaret Gillian Thatcher. Anderson, Gillian yes. She's um, amazing. She's another person. i have love to watch her in all these different things. Yeah. I think we did some jewellery for her recently for sex education, actually. Oh, um, And whenever we do jewellery, because we do jewellery through the costume designer, yeah. I always kind of say, oh, you know, you must bring Jillian in because I'd love to meet her because I just think she's, she's such a great fun actor. She's got a bit of a sparkle in her eye. Uh, oh, I mean, yes, yeah, she's about a bit it. naughty. Yeah. Yes.
1: Um,
0: so that's really funny, but you were playing Carol. Yes. And I think that's a good example of one of the kind of things that I was really interested in in your acting, is that half the time, you're playing these rather mm-hmm. sad, downtrodden characters. Um, and I said in the introduction that my absolute favourite is flowers which I just Mm. loved when I first saw it because I spent a lot of time in Japan it is like funny and weird and dark but again your character is sort of pleading for for I guess love really isn't it and you're so lovely and bubbly, and yet at the same time, there's a sadness underneath it. Yeah, and I think that's the same with Carol Thatcher and a lot of the roles you play. And then the next minute, you're playing the bloody queen when you're sort of in charge of everyone. So you seem to have these two.
1: I know. I feel like I don't play high status very. It doesn't sit with me very comfortably. So I found the queen one of the hardest roles I've ever done. Yes, I do seem to like the uh, slightly.
0: You know, you've done both, and and I think obviously okay. you've nailed. The comedy, yeah. a way of talking about this slightly sad sort of wanting to be loved, which I think is a good way of saying it is through comedy. I mean, yeah, I think you've yeah. kind of nailed that one really well. Oh, okay. But um, but certainly you've got your Queen's down. But I, I feel mean, more confident right. with it now. But Queen Anne was a great character.
1: That was fun. But then she wasn't particularly confident in her abilities, I think, which I, that's why I thought, oh, yes, I want to play.
0: Yes, and she was obviously very sad because she had a pretty bloody miserable time of it. Yeah. And she wanted to be loved as well, didn't she? Yeah, which, uh, very, very much. I yeah. think you've obviously got that empathy. And that way of doing it, and that was what—that's what we all love about Carol Thatcher. And I think Carol Thatcher's actually in the crown a bit, isn't she? Yeah. And, and Margaret's always terribly worried about Mark. Yeah. And uh, and Carol's sort of going, "Yeah, but what about well, me?" And she's yeah. a bit disrespected. So you kind of come across that Margaret Thatcher from both sides—from daughter and queen.
1: Yes, of course. Yeah, I hadn't really.
0: I mean, she's a, she's a fascinating a uh, character in history, and I think her relationship with the Queen is obviously. you're going to love that
1: when you get to that bit.
0: Can't wait. Can't wait. So this is great. So this is from that wonderful film. And Meryl won
1: an Oscar for
0: it. It was brilliant. And she was great, wasn't she? Yes, she was amazing. She was extraordinary. With people like Margaret Thatcher and, I guess, the Queen, there's a huge amount of... Footage, so you can actually watch yeah, yeah. and mimic. But then what you're doing with the Queen quite often is we're imagining mm. how she might have reacted when the cameras weren't on That So that's exactly. a whole other thing. It's
1: a piece of drama that we're making. It's uh, imagined. So anything, anything much, it's an official engagement, obviously we've seen and the public records. So at 3pm she appeared here and so yeah. all that stuff we know. Yeah. But behind closed doors, it's a, you know, it's a piece of drama, definitely making it up.
0: The thing that fascinates me is how stiff are posh people? <laughs> I'm just intrigued slightly as to just how stiff I most mean, people are when they're in private. I've
1: no idea, and not we don't know either. That's what I mean. The clowns making it up.
0: It feels very accurate. I don't know. That's just I
1: know normal. they have to do a little nod, but maybe they don't when no one's looking. You know, when we don't know.
0: Princess Anne, when she came to open one of my buildings, I was like getting her name wrong, and then I went to to open it. I said. Thanks for coming to open. And then I went to pull the um, blanket off the plaque.
1: That's what she's meant to do. And her
0: lady-in-waiting kind of screamed and jumped up and everyone... And I, was, I thought I was going to be shot by the bloody security people. It's like, <laughs> it's like these, are, these, are, these rules that you're supposed to do, I thought they were just kind of like guidelines. And and one of the fascinating things in the series, the Queen, was the, the guy that broke in and sat Macy. on her bed. Because yeah, yeah. He, he didn't stick to the rules. He didn't do all the things you're supposed to do and speak in the way you're supposed to do. and I and I think that's absolutely fascinating so yeah. I googled him afterwards and it, and it's amazing that it's really quite accurate the portrayal that they, yeah. they seem to have
1: and he, have... he gave various accounts yeah. of what happened and she has never publicly talked about it at all because what I've admired her for was it was a private audience which are sacred Yeah. so he had his chance to say his piece and she would take that to the grave I just thought that was incredible
0: I think... That's mm. nice. So, now, tell me about the pearls. Do you ever wear them? No. <laughs> Would you? Maybe we can wait till maybe one day.
1: day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> maybe they'll become fashionable when my kids are... If you, I, th- I
0: love them one I too. think if you can get lots of pieces like this... I mean, there's kind of a bit of history there. That is a great yeah, um, it's film lovely. with, with Merrill Street And, and it connects you to a great piece of work and a great part it. of history. Yeah. Does, it, does that need fixing? Would you like us to fix it?
1: Oh, no. I Why not? I think it's meant to have that sort of... Yeah,
0: it has a little a little flat catch that goes in and catches on. We can put yeah. one of those on for you. Oh, we
1: well, I'm not wearing it at the moment, so I don't want to ask you to well, do Well,
0: no, it. let's get it done. And then, and then, I mean, at least you can dress your kids up in it, you know, yeah. as they play. Um, we have a brilliant apprentice called Amy, who is so good at all these technical things. So she will make you a wonderful catch on that. Okay. And, it'll, and, and, oh, well, and that, that will last be... forever. So, um, love the pearls. Okay, we're going to move on. So the
1: next one is these.
0: Which are super. So, it's a pair of um, gold earrings and they are two domed discs. So, I suppose in some ways they look a bit like the profile of a snowman. Yes! <laughs> if you see what I mean. And the discs are textured and patterned, um, filigree in places. And the two discs are hinged together really nicely. And the hinge.
1: Oh, yeah
0: is it's a three knuckle hinge to be technical. And the pin of the hinge has a lovely ball either side to hold the the pin in. And the pattern is fairly random. Little sort of crosses and holes and lines on. And they have then two hooks on the top. So they kind of jingle a little bit and sparkle when you wear them. They're very pretty. They're about um, two centimeters tall, I guess. Also, tell us about these earrings and where you got them and how come you got them.
1: These, when doing the Night Manager, we just got to Morocco. I'd never been before. I was so excited, and we were given some local money so that if we were not on a filming day where they feed you, we could go and get some food and everything. Yeah. And I got my week's worth of money together (laughs) and blew it within half an hour of getting to Morocco. I went straight to the souk and I and they had this lovely. Man, an older guy who was very well respected in the air, and he took you around the souk, and I said, I really want to buy myself some gold earrings, or just some gold, because I'd heard that uh, it's all not just plated, it's proper gold gold. No, exactly, and it's yeah. a beautiful
0: colour gold. It's a very rich it's gold, up, that one, isn't Yeah,
1: it? and so he took me to someone he said is you know, very trustworthy, mm. and lots of things that weren't really to my taste, but I fell in love with these, and I, I blew everything on, Brilliant. on those. She
0: didn't eat for about two weeks, but... Yeah. <laughs> They're really pretty. So um, my memory of the night manager was another one of those things where I I was like, "Um, hey, why have they given you an office with no heating? (laughs) And you had to be there with fingerless gloves and puffed... Jackets on and cardigans and scarves, and it just made me think every time that they dress Olivia, they put her in some <laughs> cold thing where they've got to dress you up in in loads and loads of unflattering clothes because you're just trying to stay warm. Was the cold office in the book? Do you know? Was that original? Did they just think, oh, let's? Oh, I, let's I think it was, Olivia I think... likes the cold. Let's. <laughs>
1: I think it was, because uh, she was, or he, it was he originally, so it wasn't a, a yes. woman.
0: I was fascinated in that, because it didn't change the dialogue. Yeah. Uh, am I right?
1: Yeah, which I liked, because uh, I don't think I do speak differently to man and
0: i, I think yes. that's that's fascinating and i'm really kind of anti gender stereotyping Me and I, too. I wonder to what extent the words that come out of your mouth are different if you're a man or a woman mm-hmm. or whether we just perceive them because we know they come from a man and we think yeah. of them in a different way or something but that was really interesting i love
1: it when you read a script actually and it's uh just says for example officer brown and uh you're reading it and and it's only at the end she gets up Ah, oh, brilliant yeah yeah. I you know For some reason, I've decided Officer Brown must be a man. And, uh, I did too, when you yeah. said that, yeah. And, um, yeah. Which I'm still ashamed of myself. But, you know, but I love it when they don't tell you at the beginning. And so you just... Yeah. Because you don't talk differently. Well, I don't. People I like, they all sound the same. Yeah, I think and so. The first script I read, I read they had Mr Burr. And then they decided to make it an Angela Burr. And they hadn't got round to changing... I yeah. said, don't don't change it. It's really nice. That
0: oh, I remember you in this freezing cold office and sort of meeting on the, on the South Bank and that kind of thing. I mm-hmm. don't remember you in a hot place. Obviously, oh. there were scenes in. I don't know why, isn't it? I, it was a few years ago that I saw it. Yes, so. no,
1: well, I didn't get much of the outside stuff. I think my scenes in Morocco were inside. Yeah. But because everyone else was there filming the Arab Spring, I think. Yeah. So I went and we did some yeah. bits inside. And
0: that was that sounds like that fun. Really if, fun. It, maybe everyone does in 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 British acting, but you often work with old mates because Tom Hollander yeah. was, uh, was in Rev. That's right, and it's, yeah. it's quite often you see the same people. There's, yeah. there's obviously there's um, Jodie Whittaker and... Yeah. I can't remember, but, you know, it's quite often you, you've, you've seen... So it must be really fun and on And it stuff, happens more
1: you, and more as well. The longer you manage to stay in the business... Yeah. Uh, and um, if they've stayed too...
0: Rachel Vise, you've been... Yeah. You, she's popped up, you know, a few times. So it yeah. must be like, like hey, it's nice to see it's you again, old nice, mate. And yeah. Uh, yeah.
1: And I suppose when you start... I might have done one day on Holby. Yeah, you know, the sort of a yes. thousand of you, and it gets slightly the pool. Yeah, I, or, yeah, I know what you. Mean. You, know what I mean? you
0: sort of thin out.
1: Not some of my mates I started drama school with aren't still that. Yeah, so, so that,
0: that's one of the difficult. There's a things. natural sort
1: of drop off, I suppose. Isn't
0: it? When I teach um, or give talks about jewellery, and people say, "How did you? How did you sort of reach your level of success?" Yeah, and I think half the answer is that I, I just was too, or couldn't do it. I didn't drop out. To I'm still here. That's yeah. basically my the, my merit. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm.
1: In a way, fortunate that I'm so shit at everything else. Yeah, that's
0: exactly so what I had felt. to
1: keep going. I had to. <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's a blessing and a curse, yeah. I suppose, in some ways.
1: Whereas some people, some of my friends, yeah, acting was wasn't working out, and I don't really understand why because they were brilliant. But in the back of their minds, they were also brilliant at something else. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, but you love it. Me.
1: Do you love what you do?
0: I absolutely love it. it Interestingly enough, it's not. I love jewellery and I'm interested. I'm actually fascinated in jewellery. But I just like making things. And I, you can see that in some people's...
1: And do you make other things too? Yeah,
0: so it drives Denise mad because we can go on holiday to France and I can sit for about two hours and then I'll go and buy some wood and I'll build a boat or oh You've a got to meet my
1: middle boy. He's... Obsessed with Japan, he's been learning Japanese, and he'll make anything. Uh, um, He's asked for a forge for Christmas. He's done a a blacksmithing course, and he's obsessed. I would have
0: been a blacksmith, but I've got a welder, and I've got my own kit. So, you know, anything...
1: You're like him, but he's 13. You're the same person. Well,
0: I was 13, and just that was my thing and that was the way oh. i'm sure it's the same with acting that was the way that i could make friends because i could repair motorbikes and mm. and fix things um, i'm coming back to the jewelry so these earrings you didn't wear them on on set these, no, these they're not off on set i these are an often worn I, pair they're my, of my
1: go to probably favorite yeah really going-out are earrings cuz i think they're the only things i have that are, apart from my that one and these are the only mm. real real gold i've got everything is Plated,
0: I think. I just think it's so exciting. Another time I emailed you and you were off to LA for the Oscars, and I was like, oh my <laughs> that god. That doesn't happen very oh often. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's such a great. So I, I obviously hit Sorry, you just I the right <laughs> just darling, just off to the Oscars. You just look so glamorous. <laughs> like you're natural. I sort of imagine you at home in those clothes you know, preparing supper for the kids and stuff. That's but um, you're so glamorous. With the jewellery, do you get loaned? Do people say, wear this? So yes. all those sparkles are loaned by companies yeah. in order to get them on the um,
1: yeah, and um, on the red
0: carpet kind of thing.
1: Yes. So you get to wear these extraordinary, beautiful pieces. And I've, I've learnt not to ask. I was going, how much is that? Yeah. And then I felt sick and I didn't really want to wear it. Yeah. it you know,
0: it's all insured. Short. Yeah, it's
1: all insured. <laughs> I just, I've just learnt not to ask. For the
0: Oscars... Do you have someone come and help you? Do they come to your hotel room and, and sort of help you get dressed and things? Yes, yeah, like so that. they
1: have... For the jewelry, I think... How did it happen? About five different people, or security guards, would turn up with their great big... And they'd open, and mm, there mm. you know, loads of rings and things. And, you, and do you pick? You go, that's nice, and they say, but remember that you're wearing this colour, so that won't really... Oh, right, oh. OK. Oh, OK. So they might decide on a couple of bits for each thing. The person who's helping you, your stylist. Mm. And... And you try them on because not really. Oh, that's a bit heavy, actually. I know I'm going to feel really self conscious with really heavy earrings because I find the whole thing uh, terrifying. Yeah, just as easy as possible. And then um, Atelier Swarovski were amazing through that whole award season because um, I- I'm also quite keen on gems not coming from somewhere where someone suffered. That Crystals. is
0: such a big thing. There's so much in the jewelry industry about ethics, provenance, yeah, great. and all that sort of thing. So uh, as a business, we've tried to be at the front edge of that as Amazing. best as we can but it's quite a battle because yeah. culturally if there's a place that has gold or diamonds in the ground people will do risk anything life to, and yeah. limb and pollute to get them and how do you mm. absolutely guarantee that there's nothing that we're doing in any way that funds or encourages that sort of
1: unless you're there personally from the and watching and how it, it's very
0: hard to. So there, there are nice, there are good ways. You know, you yeah. can, we're, we're buying these sapphires from Madagascar and all super ethical. And every time we buy one, they plant a tree and it's all, you know, oh. so everyone's happy. But you have to work hard. And yeah. I think, you know, if our listener is thinking about buying jewellery, I think that the power of the customer, of the Absolutely. end consumer, is is incredible. Yeah. So if you just get on to people and yeah. just Find use that power wrong. and make sure that people are doing things properly, I think, is really important yeah I suppose that's why these um, earrings are nice because they were made by a guy yeah and, he and made them in his shop your money went to him and, yeah. and he was a craftsperson yeah which is really nice yeah dear listener we have a lovely <laughs> ring and we have a charm bracelet with an e Um what I'm going to do is we're going to we remake that bracelet yeah part two series part two, two. We'll part we'll, two we'll have these last two things I'm Tangents. having such a nice time chatting but when you come for soup and you know, bring any good Absolutely that want love to. Come, yes please. be really nice. It's has been the beginning such of a something
1: choice. lovely. <laughs> <laughs>
0: We've done alright with tea and biscuits. And well, yeah, I will see you again. And yes, then I- and I'm gonna get Connie to help with the dogs. Oh, and oh, um I think my dog. sorry. Oh, so well they're not good for dogs this. Sorry. Um, and thank you so much, Livia.
1: Oh it's been such a pleasure.
0: Thank you for listening to my podcast. If you'd like to see some of the pieces we've been talking about or for more information about any of the issues we've discussed, please check out our website and follow the links to the podcast page. You'll also find information on how to share your own stories, give a bit of feedback or have a look at all the jewellery related things I've been up to recently. We've also got some great jewellery making tutorials on our YouTube channel. There's lots to see. Just go to www.alexmonroe.com.